All right, uh, Jason. Yeah. Have, have you decided what what you're gonna get to eat here? Brandon. Yeah. You, you got the menu in front of you there. Uh, you know. You know what she didn't I give do. you. I'm, I'm on the back page. I'm on the kids oh. menu though. Oh, you're on the kids menu. Looks like I think you're going for the grilled yeah. cheese. I bet. Chicken nuggets, man. Brandon doesn't want the expensive meal. He's going for the. Uh... Oh yeah, they got the chicken nuggets here. Yeah, five, five bucks there, Brandon. That's I not bad. He... Yeah, five six five sixty five. That fits in the budget. I'm gonna order two. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm getting. I'm getting the California burger. Hmm. Does that include the smog in it? Yes. <laughs> cool. It does that smoke flavor? Hmm. It's just... been smoked. What are you getting for a side there? I, I gotta get something. I gotta get two items since Jason's buying. I need food for tomorrow. So. Didn't know that. No. I'm gonna go with the big cut, the big cut tuna melt. How's that? Is that in the budget? I don't care if it's not in your budget. You're paying for it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll pay the six six bucks and then you cover the rest. No. Um, the California me. burger with the with the fries, yeah. I'm gonna go with the uh, big Katuna melt. I'm gonna get the uh, jalapeno poppers. Mm. I'm gonna have to load up with some uh, popcorn chicken also. Okay. And uh, I'll have the wings and things sampler. That's to go. That one. I'm taking that home. And uh, that should be it for me. And a uh, glass of water with lemon. I'll take it easy on you, Jason. You don't have to pay $2 for that soda. You sure that's it? I, Yeah, I think that'd be good. Um, if I want anything else, I'll add it at the end. It's pretty cool. Uh, Brandon, I noticed he gets uh, the choice of a junior sundae or a milkshake. That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm all about the milkshake. Vanilla. Plain. Yep, got it. Comes with it. Yep. Nice. And a side of side of ketchup. Side of ketchup. Double side of ketchup. Ooh, double side. All right. Orders in. All right. Well, uh, welcome, welcome, Brandon, to the. This is your second trip to the Radio Impound podcast, and this time we're in a fancy diner. Yeah. This time face to face. Look at Jason over there. He's already. He's, he's. What are you doing, Jason? Making a bib with your napkin there? Well, that's the only way to uh, get ready here. Brandon's just checking around, looking at chicks. Hey, you gotta gotta do what you gotta do sometimes, man. There's uh, a <laughs> there's a good diner. Why not? We didn't get the candy. good. If we didn't get the good waitress, though. <laughs> no. We got but... Bertha. <laughs> yeah. Too we, bad. We didn't get... They never trust a skinny cook or waitress. <laughs> yeah. I should have tried these crisp, crisp zucchini spears. Hmm. Maybe I'll get those to go, Jason. I think they serve beer here. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. No, no, there's no beer no. on this menu. No, there isn't. 
They don't have a liquor license you know, here. Kids menu and a beer seems like a really fitting meal. <laughs> I'm surprised they let you order a kids meal. But, uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't mess with me. <laughs> so Brandon, what's going on at Live RC? Anything new? Anything? What's happening there? Oh man, what, how's it been going? Uh, going good. Been crazy couple weeks. Um, is you know, there's always a lot of <laughs> a lot of a lot of fires going. There are a lot of projects going. Um, but we've you know put the last couple of years had a lot of time and effort into the live time and scoring side of it. And now we're um, kind of coming full circle, and a lot of the stuff is under well underway in the live RC side, and we'll have a lot of really cool stuff coming down that pipeline pretty soon. So you think uh, the, uh, any kind of estimate on the, the timeline, you think, of uh, when the guys might see some of it or anything, I guess anything you're targeting? I mean, I know normally you, you kind of build towards the world, I would that's usually what we talk about but um yeah um well hopefully we'll have a bunch of new stuff before then um what i've you know kind of realized over the last couple years is um my time to try to write code doesn't exist like it used to um so it's more day-to-day operational stuff and so we just hired uh ben bliss on board so he's kind of taking over a lot of the web programming and we're back to having full-time web development and Corey's obviously doing all the the windows development stuff. So we're back to, you know, full steam ahead. And, um, I can focus more on just the, you know, the business and operational side and help out with coding here and there. But, um, it's, it's going good that way. We, um, just launched a new site actually today. It launched for some of the big car stuff for transponders and whatnot that we're selling on there. Oh. Um, but now the next project after that is the uh, slight facelift for the Lifetime home or Lifetime website, and then finish up the new new site for Live RC. All of those are pretty close right now, and um, the the new site on Live RC is way overdue for a change, and it's been redesigned like three or four times and just never actually got done because then <laughs> we went a different direction, but. Now we're kind of on that home stretch, and I would say by um, you know probably midsummer we'll have well probably sooner than that. I guess we are almost midsummer, but uh, we'll have the new new site done, and then comes the broadcast stuff and all of the all the global stuff we've been tracking for a couple of years now. We'll start putting all that together and have the you know international or national rankings, all your driver history, profile history. It's all being tracked. Now we just got to get it, get wow. the interface so you can see it. Man, that sounds awesome. So hmm. that's my long-winded answer for a short question. Damn, I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's, I'm excited. You know, it's, we got more programming power now, and you know, actually can keep executing on things, and a lot of really cool stuff in the pipeline. And especially as we we've kind of branched off into some other sports, that's really helped in a lot of different areas, you know, see what else is out there and, uh, it was, uh, you know, gain more interest in other sports and just make the product overall bigger. Really? You went, you went to other sports now, huh? Yeah, we've, we've got a, uh, we've got live RC, we've got live FPV for all the FPV racing stuff. So that's been pretty big. Um, 
livemx.com for motocross, which is something that's in the works. Oh, my God. Uh, livemotorsports.com for full-size car racing. Livekarting.com for go-karts. Um, pretty much the whole spectrum. If it's got a motor, we time it and can score it. Just have to have the transponder, right? Yep. So as far as... Fun ride, uh, but no, go ahead. Uh, it's, it's a fun ride, but a lot of work. And, you know, unfortunately, um, you can't do it all at once. So some of the, you know, the RC stuff, it's kind of growing with these other sports, but it doesn't have the immediate impact, but it'll definitely be a better long-term impact. Because RC is still where my passion is. That's really where, uh, you know, we're, I'm, that's always going to be the focal point, but um, certainly helps to broaden our horizons a little bit and spread our wings, so to speak. Yeah, we. When I I noticed when you guys were doing Silver State, you made your way out and you, and you were over at Supercross. What was uh, what was going on out there? And that was was that part of kind of getting involved on that side of things. Um, sure. Uh, I can't really comment on that yet. Um, we'll we're actively working on motocross stuff. I'll you know kind of leave it at that. And there'll be some cool things in the pipeline coming soon. Is, uh, I mean, I know you, you really like that, or that industry or supercross, motocross in general, but, uh, you know, is there anything you can talk about in terms of just being around that sport or, you know, it doesn't really have anything to do with, you know, you don't have to mention anything that you're doing, but what is it that you like kind of being around that? particular sport how do you see it relate Um, to rc and all that type of stuff sure Uh, well i grew up racing motocross that's really where my background is and i just got injured a lot like a lot so i i raced rc cars when i was injured and got pretty into that because i broke a lot of a lot of bones um so it's always been you know a huge interest of mine and I think it'd be really cool to get involved in that industry. There's so much crossover, you know, the race formats, although they're slightly different, it's really, you know, the same type of thing where a lot of these big amateur races, you have hundreds of people in multiple different classes and you you race until you have a winner. And um, we can take everything we've built for RC, make a slightly different race format and, you know, take the same online results, tweak it a little bit, change a few words and, you know, we've got a product for a whole other industry. Um, so as, you know, the RC stuff, if, if, when we build one feature for RC, it applies to motocross or vice versa. If we build it for motocross, it'll apply to RC. So it just opens up that many more opportunities for, you know, customer base or broadcast type stuff. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's a lot of fun being in that industry too. It's, um, I, I love RC, but there's nothing quite like, standing at the bottom of a jump and watching somebody go, you know, 120 feet when they're 35 feet up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I mean, do you uh, know much um, about how, like, you know, because I, I casually watch, you know, some of it, but how are those sports doing in terms of, uh, I don't know, spectators, competition, like fan support? Like, I mean, do you know anything about it or just, from what you're watching or picking up on anything, what do you notice about those particular sports? 
Yeah, it's we've been really deep in a lot of the motocross stuff and especially the dirt oval world. Um, they're like full-size cars, dirt oval stuff. And it's pretty interesting talking to the race promoters because it sounds so much like RC where everybody's, you know, it's hard to get fill the grandstands because kids have so many other things to do now on a Friday night, you know, versus go to the races. Um, racing's getting more expensive in every level, and, you know, it's it's tough, but there's a few tracks that are kind of thriving and doing really well because they're playing to those strengths, and, you know, we see the same thing in RC, I think. There's tracks, if they get really stuck in the old way of doing business, they're going to be suffering a little bit, and the tracks that really kind of embrace the new world and, you know, promote themselves online and do different things those are the tracks that are being successful so um Mm -hmm. all the little things we hear in rc they just it's the same thing in all these other industries the you know everybody's sponsored that's every industry it's not just rc and people think that you know i I don't mean to talk say anything bad because you know like rc is one of the best things you can do with kids and a family i mean it's it's great um, but you always hear, you know, the little gripes people have about anything and everything. And, um, uh, it's the same thing in any industry. It's not any different. I think RC is honestly one of the better ones, um, you know, in terms of, you know, arguments after the, the race, you know, that, that happens everywhere, but it really gets a lot more physical in some of these other sports and dads are going after other dads are going after <laughs> you know, other dad's kids and, at least in RC, yeah. it's usually just, you know, you point a finger, shake a fist, and that's the end of it. Um, yeah. It gets pretty intense in some of these other things. Yeah, because they're, they're a little more, they're, they're a lot more physically demanding, so that physical mm-hmm. nature probably spills over a little more. Right. There's a lot more money involved, you know. It's, you take someone out in RC, maybe you break a $6 A-arm. Take someone out in yeah. motocross, and you and you bend a hundred twenty-five dollar set of bars and oh, then to four hundred dollar pipe, you know stuff like that. It's it's a big deal. Yeah. So when when you used to do that when you were a kid and you bounced between that and RC, like how, I mean, how serious were you about it? I mean, were you trying to? Um, I mean, how how good I guess how good were you and, and, and obviously you said you got a lot a lot of injuries. Yeah, I I did it really really uh, serious all through like later middle school and high school. So my parents and I traveled every weekend. We were on the road around the whole series and the district, and then uh, went for I qualified for Loretta Lynn's a couple times, and unfortunately. Um, was always injured by the end of the year by the time the race came up so didn't get to do that um i wouldn't say i was ever like a rock star by any means i mean i I did okay but i was never going to go pro um yeah so you know i I would have loved to but it's kind of like rc i did pretty decent in rc for a while but i wasn't ever going to be a pro in it or not not winning any mains i'd struggle to you know be fighting for you know back of the a be main somewhere in there so i guess some guys have it some don't i wish i had it but now i'm stuck <laughs> behind the computer doing the code so i can be part of it still yeah yeah i mean it's that's the reality right some some people have different they fit in different areas 
Mm. Oh, look at this. Here comes the food. That's it. That's his. That that that's your that's your grilled cheese. Jason. Chicken nuggets, man. Oh, I thought I got the grilled cheese. No, I got the double sack of chicken nuggets. Oh. This is a piece of bread toast. Jason, that's yours. And I got the big cartoon. Can we still oh. order a grilled cheese anyway? Yeah, I'm, well, I'm ordering one to take one with me. I need food for a couple days. I'm broke. That's on your uh, bill, though. No, nope. This is on the J Concepts black card. Okay. Oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, mine looks great. I think okay. they forgot my ketchup. Yeah, the um, double. You got double ketchup. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, yeah, that's for quadruple, though. Yeah, that's not enough ketchup for Brandon. We'll have to get her back here. Oh, yeah, look at yours. That that looks good. Damn. I think a nugget has to be submerged in ketchup, and then you dig it out with a toothpick. Wow. Oh, yeah, I'd like to order the... Uh... Oh, he, he needs more ketchup, and I need to order, the grilled, I need to order a grilled cheese to go. Ah, I got you, Jason. Hey, you know what's funny is we got a question in just now from Will Britton. It says, what is your favorite type of pickle? Dill, bread and butter, oh pickle chips, kosher or non-kosher? It's really looking for a way to make me just lock up under pressure. <laughs> I don't do well with pickles, man. Jason's got a few on his plate over there. No. That's I'm... why I'm scooting over the other way. Yeah. Hey, Jason, just pass those over to me. I'll take them. I like those pickles. I don't even want to smell pickles. Why here? Just give them to me over here. If I get a burger and there's a pickle on the side, I will send it back and ask for a new bun. Mm. If the bun even smells like pickle, it just ruins my dinner. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. You just going to dip those uh, chicken nuggets and ketchup then, Brandon? Yep. Okay. All right. All right, here comes more ketchup for you. All right. Sweet. Anyway, so did you answer that question? What uh, what pickle? That was from Will Britton. You don't like pickles it's, at all. I don't talk right? about pickles, man. You don't it's, like it's pickles at all. It's a sore topic. All right, okay. Like I said, a few things I all won't right. talk about. Pickles Ter- is one of them. Terrible question, Will. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. All right, what, what were we talking about now? Live RC and uh, Supercross. And... Well, no, we can go into some more questions. All right, you want me to go through here? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, here you go. This is from Joe Zare. Uh, any new exciting updates coming for Live Time and Live RC? Tons of them, I mean, Joe. Tons of them. Yep. Live Time 3.0 is coming out here shortly. There's a couple tracks that have been testing that in beta. Oh, yeah. um, a lot of just you know, nicer, clean up the user interface a little bit, a lot of new features, some, some stuff on the back end that... Um, you know, ability for more features going forward. So just ever evolving the product, and I think people are really going to like 3.0. It's a lot of really cool tweaks and enhancements. Um, okay, this one's from Superfan Almond McLean. He says, "Brandon, first, thanks for everything you do on. Uh, thanks for everything you do at both AE and LiveRC.com." It was cool seeing that crazy stack of my laps decoders at the 2016 Worlds in Vegas for section times. Now that so many tracks 
have stats directly reporting to LiveRC.com, will we see one day individual driver stats? For example, races attended, average finish per position, average speed, etc. Do you see it being split stats for club or for fun racing and more ranked stats for recognized tracks? Uh, yes to all of the above. That's um, kind of along the lines of what I was saying before where we've been tracking all that information for quite a while. Um, it's all there. I mean, we've got years of history. Now we just need to put it all together into you know, get the website to be able to view all that and start analyzing the data. It's going to be a lot cooler when we start with a bunch of data, you know, a bunch of history versus kind of starting with nothing and a lot of the pages are blank. So we'll be able to do, you know, our, our plan is to have some cool weekly competitions. Who did the most practice laps this week? Who spent the most time on the track? Who, you know, are you going to have an Ironman award if you race five classes this week and kind of build the online gaming meets real world type experience oh awesome you can earn achievements and maybe we can hit up some sponsors to give away you know a set of tires or something once a week or ever once a month for a couple yeah. winners of yeah, the jason different things so mm-hmm. if you know anybody yeah <laughs> well, we'll be we'll be in it's like pulling teeth from jason to get tires from him <laughs> Man, that stuff sounds awesome, though. I would love, like, achievements and so forth, you know. It just makes it fun yeah. to go out and do stuff. I think you talked about that the last show, uh, last time you were on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, stuff that's been on our, our timeline for quite a while. And really, that when we launched Lifetime, it, it just kind of exploded in a very good way. Like, we weren't expecting that kind of feedback and, um, you know, people to c- catch on so quick. So... It also is a lot bigger project than what we originally anticipated in terms of different features that we had to make for tracks and things like that. So what we thought was going to be kind of a version one launch and then get into all of these online tools ended up being almost two years of nonstop development. And then we started distributing transponders. That took a lot of time and, you know, a whole bunch of different things kind of popped up and opportunities and it it pushed our timeline back on some of the web stuff. Um, now, you know, thankfully, like I said, we have a, a full-time guy with Ben who's been great so far, and we'll really get to start building out a lot of these things that have been uh, on our on our <clears throat> timeline or on our vision list for quite a while. Man, I don't know how you do it. That stuff seems really difficult. But, I mean, in video gaming, you know, I'm sure you know, like, the achievements and the trophies that you get for doing certain things. It just makes that game you know, that much better, like, it's more playable, it's more, you know, I love getting trophies and stuff like that, so, if if I was a racer, that'd be cool, going to a track, doing a certain thing, and get an achievement for it, and it goes towards your, on your profile and stuff, that that would be awesome. And hopefully, you know, it'll drive some interest back into club racing, not that club racing is dead by any means, but it certainly could use a little bit of a revival at times, and... You know, some different achievements, like run five classes in a night. You're not going to do that all the time, but maybe this week is the week you're going to try to knock out this achievement. Exactly. Next week you're going to try to do the, you know, the double win, win two different classes in a night. The next week you're going to do this one or that one. It, it gives you something different to shoot for to just mix it up a little bit each week and do something different. Yeah. Achievement, drive backwards on a track and wreck somebody. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. 
You gotta throw I, that in there. That, that'd be a Gotti Jr. achievement. How about that? You can throw it out in there for me. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't be doing it on purpose, though. It would be by accident. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that'd be fun. Damn. Hmm. Okay. Boy, take it easy over there, Jason. Look at you. That burger, Jesus. It's all over the place. I'm destroying it. God. I'm gonna destroy this. <laughs> oh my God. All right. That is too much meat in the mouth at one time. <laughs> Look at him over there. What a... Ouch. Jesus. No wonder why Allison doesn't take you out often. Jeez. I'm a nasty. <laughs> well, you don't eat much during the day or what, Jason? God. No, no. All right. I think Brandon's had like one nugget over there. That's it. All right. Uh... I paced myself. <laughs> this, this question comes in from Pete Phillips. Uh, any thoughts on integrating automatic video switching to allow viewers to view individual cars via strate- strategically placed cameras around a track? Being able to watch the leader negotiate a specific section or follow a specific set of cars battling for position. So, uh, yeah, are we going to be able to watch an individual car go around? We've actually already released that about six months ago. Oh, come on, Pete. Well, what kind of question is that, then? I'm, where, when you're on the race screen, there's a little fly-out that says cameras. Yeah. So you can you could set up, like, three or four different cameras. There's a couple tracks that have done this, but it takes a little bit of work, time, and effort on the tracks part, too. Oh. So you set up three yeah. or four different cameras around the track, and these can be, you know, cheap webcams. It can be anything. Okay. And then you have a slider that says, you know, this first camera should cover from 0 to 10% of the track. The next one is going to be 10 to 30%. The next one's going to be 30 to 60. Then we're going to go back to cam 1, which will be 60 to 90, whatever it is. And then as the cars go around, it doesn't really matter how fast they're going because it's going off of the percentage of the lap they're in. So realistically, you know, a sportsman guy is going to do a 20-second lap and a mod pro mod might do, you know, 13-second laps. But proportionally, they'll be pretty similar, you know, percentage-wise, how far into the track they are. And it actually works really well. It, it's pretty cool to see. Uh, you know, so RC is a little harder because the cameras, the cars move so fast that you almost have to have the cameras further back. But if you do, like, a dirt oval race, like, you know, full-size dirt oval or go-kart tracks, it, it's, then it's really, it, I mean, it's cool in all of the sports, but... The bigger the track gets, the cooler that feature works. Hmm. Wow. So I can watch... Wait, are you saying I, on an RC race I can watch an indivi- anybody I want? On, on certain... You don't have that many cameras, though. Yeah. Right now it will follow the, the leader or if the race director wants it to follow somebody else, but select somebody else. But it's, it's really like... It, you don't get to select who you're watching yet. That's something we could do in the future, but that's also going to require a lot more bandwidth to have simultaneous streams going up or do one really, really high resolution where we can crop the video apart. Um, but mm. definitely something that's in the pipeline, given enough bandwidth, it could be done. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, you just follow the leader. That's usually the, the most entertaining one or the one most people want to see anyways. How much how much better has the uh, internet gotten over the years from when you first started? Has it depends. Um, yeah. Some places a lot better, some places worse. Um, hmm. I was so just wondering it, how that pipeline is now. Is it a lot better than it was back then? Like, is it more? Are you able to do more? I think there's 
more and more tracks are getting a hardwired internet, so that makes it really nice. But the 4G stuff really is kind of taken a step backwards in the last year or two years. Unfortunately, so many tracks are out in the middle of nowhere, we end up having no real choice but to go on 4G or spend thousands on a satellite, which just isn't, in the U.S., it's just not always doable. Um, Europe satellite's actually pretty affordable, but the U.S. is so overcrowded with people trying to use it that the you know supply and demand, the rates are about 10 times higher. Mm-hmm. Um, but with 4G, you know, we really have the same speed that we had two or three years ago, but now there's way more people on it and way more people using Pandora or streaming video, uploading, uh, you know, downloading YouTube videos, whatever it may be, because now we have all these unlimited data packages. So people use a lot more data than when we had one or two gigabytes. So it's kind of flooded the airwaves a bit and made it, making it harder and harder to work on 4G. So soon 5G will be out. That hopefully will be a godsend. But in the meantime, we just kind of got to deal with yeah, how's um, has net neutrality is that going to affect you guys at all in any way? <clears throat> um, it could, but I don't think we are really big enough that we're going to be one of these sites that they're going to filter down on. You know, they're going to be like Netflix and YouTube and things along those lines, which. I, I hate net neutrality. I hate I hate the concept of getting rid of net neutrality. Mm-hmm. But it could help in some cases because they're going to charge more for people that are high bandwidth users. It's going to be more expensive for Netflix and things like that, which means there's probably going to be less users on it. And ultimately, that would be a good thing for us. Right. But it doesn't mean that I like the concept of it by any means. Yeah. Hmm. What a, what a name, though, huh? Net neutrality, right? Is that what it is? Neutral. Yep. Yeah, it's like these names, man. They're like it's more. It's like the name is better than anything that could happen. It's like it's like <laughs> such a catchy thing. Al Gore made it up. That's right. No, oh, really. Yeah, he, he well, he discovered. Yeah, he made the internet. Yeah, that's right. He discovered it. <laughs> Dug it up one day. Hmm. Uh, Brad. Brad Shire. How do you pronounce this dude's name now? Brad Shear. Brad Shear. That's it. Sorry, Brad. That er at the end always confuses me. Why don't you just drop that er? All right. Uh, oh, well, he talked about. I, I guess you already checked on this. He said uh, talk about the sector times now available in lifetime and what that brings to the table. Uh, sincerely, your favorite driver. P.S. When are you switching over to J Concepts? Bet Rona knows a guy. Yeah, when, when are you switching over to J Concepts? What are, what are you doing now? <laughs> hey, where'd Brandon go? He got he left the table. Brandon, where's he going? Brandon just left. We're gonna have to get him back he go- over. He must have not been happy with that question. He's going to the bathroom, I think. He maybe got sick from that chicken nugget. He only had one. We'll have to wait for him to come back. That damn net neutrality. All right, we'll get him back here. We'll, we'll have to go. Jason, go get him. See what see what the hell he's doing in the bathroom. Just left the table. Okay. The bill didn't show up yet. What's he leaving for? We still got the food to eat here. Yeah. All right. Pull that old. Uh, Head on over there and get him. Got to use the bath the bathroom trick when the bill comes out. Good lord. 
Alright, Jason's going to get him, and we're going to see what's going on here. Brandon, get back here at the table, Brandon. What, what do you go running away for? Hey, man. The, the building didn't even the show up yet. I had to pee, man. <laughs> wow. I sent Jason in after you. Yeah, that was, uh, you know... No, that was I, weird. He started rubbing my shoulders. I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe you didn't like the question. That's why you took off and left the table. That was weird. <laughs> well, it was a question from Brad Shear, so... Okay, yeah. well, that makes sense. That of does make sense. Of course. Yeah. All right, well, that was from your favorite driver, Brad, so... Well, I maybe Brandon can touch a little bit on it um, about the sector times. I don't know that. I mean, you talked about the camera stuff and following individual cars, but I don't know that you uh, talk specifically, you know, about the sector stuff. Okay. So with the sectors, um, what that basically allows us to do is put more loops around the track so we can divide the track up into three parts or four parts, just like what you'd see in Formula One or uh, in a lot of other forms of racing. It does a couple of really cool things. First is it updates the running order for the announcer a lot more frequently. So if passes happen halfway through the lap, you actually see that. And you see position changes when you're following along online easier. Then it also lets the racers see what section they're making up time or losing time. So if you really want to get analytical, you could look and say, hey, Mike is faster in sector A, but John is faster in sector B, and then watch these other lines and figure out, you know, what you're doing different. Um, Some of the more fun things with it is we can have pit in and pit out sectors. So you've probably seen that at some of the big races, DMC and Worlds, where when the drivers enter the pit lane and exit the pit lane, we're able to flag it. So when you're watching the broadcast, it pops up and it'll say, Spence Rivkin in the pits. And then as soon as he leaves, it'll say his pit time, 7.6 seconds or whatever it is. So that really adds a lot for the broadcast, just in, you know, more for the commentators to talk about, more entertaining for the viewers. And then we also have speed trap times, so we can bury two loops on the fastest part of the straightaway, and we measure the exact distance. So if it's 10 feet, 2.1 inches, we plug that into live time, and then it tells us their speed when they go by. So we'll see, you know, 14.6 miles an hour, or whatever their speed is, or 40.6 miles an hour. Um, and then we can also do joker lanes. So just like Monster Cup for Supercross, we can do a joker lane where you have to hit it once in a race or a shortcut that you can only take once per race, like what they do in the uh, Red Bull Rallycross series. Mm-hmm. But, you know, fun things just to change it up a little bit. And a couple of tracks have done the joker lanes and had a lot of fun with it. Some people like it, some don't. But it's something to, you know, clubs can mess around with and... Um, just mix up the pace a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I love it. I, I noticed at some of the races where you did the pit lane stuff and all that, that, you know, the, like you said, for the commentators and people watching, they know really a lot what's going on. And uh, I noticed that people really like that type of information when they're watching. You know, when we're actually yeah. at the race, when we're actually at the race, it's kind of tough to follow any of that stuff because you're always kind of, you know, but 
the people watching really seem to have actually more information than when kind of like we're in the moment, it seems like. Yeah. You know, there's some cool stuff with the, you know, telemetry too that we can see. Um, you know, a few things like battery voltage and things like that. At the Worlds, there's a pretty cool incident where um, Saxon was went across the sector and all of a sudden we got a, an alert that said low voltage. So the announcers called it out and they said, hey, it looks like he either forgot to charge his receiver pack or his you know, servo's drawing too much amps, something like that. And no more than two laps later, he pulled off the track with he couldn't steer the car. So, oh, wow. you know, just getting, getting that data, you know, to the announcers really makes it feel a lot more like you're watching Formula One or something where they, they have all that data in it. And this kind of helps bring it next level, which I think is really neat. That is crazy. So it's obviously the transponders has that information because it's, it can see, you can, it can judge the power coming through the, the car, I guess. Right. Yep. It's a little harder in electric racing because the speed controls have the uh, voltage regulator, the BEC. So you almost always see six volts when they cross the line. But in nitro, mm-hmm. you just plug the battery straight into the receiver. Then you can actually see what the true voltage is because there's no regulation. It'll just tell you, you know, 8.4 when it's fully charged. Then, you know, by the end of the race, it'll be 7 point something, 7.4, 7.5. Uh, I wish we had this six, seven years ago when we were running NICADs, and at the end of the race, you'd actually see people's servos start dying. That would have been really cool. So this telemetry for the battery part came about three years too late, but it's still cool nonetheless. So you can see if somebody has some sort of servo issue or forgot to charge their pack, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been phenomenal in 12-scale racing back in the day. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, there, I think I had, if you want to look through the questions there, I think I had I had two more for Brandon um, that I was just thinking of. But uh, what the, what did you think about all the, the stuff on Nitro Challenge about the the gyro stuff? And, you know, have you ever messed with that? And, you know, we're, you know, is there really an advantage? Or what do you think about all that type of stuff? Um, made for some cool storylines from a media yeah. perspective. Um, yeah. You know, I, I personally haven't messed with the gyros much, um, you know, other than on, on drones and things like that. But I haven't done a whole lot with drones really either. But... You know, I get where it, it's when something completely out of the norm for that race happens, it's easy to point fingers. At the same time, the the guys that did well also do really, really well in Europe. They just hadn't, you know, had a breakout race at the DNC before, so people there weren't used to seeing it. And guys that normally aren't used to getting beat, it's easy to say, well, he's got to be doing something if I'm getting beat. It's, you really don't know what way it, maybe they were, maybe they weren't. Um, if they weren't, it's unfortunate that there's all the finger pointing and accusations, but if they were, then, you know, it's pretty well known that you just, that's against the rules. There's only one place in the world or one country in the world that really allows it. So 
we're not one of them. Yeah. So then it's kind of disappointing to see people using it, but I mean, how do you comment on something that you don't have proof on? It's, you can't. There's no yeah. right answer to it. Um, but it certainly made for some interesting storylines and a lot of popcorn eating watching Facebook comments. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, yeah, Michael Jackson was busy. Um, <laughs> you know, check, checking out all the comments, but... Yep. Yeah, that's kind of... I mean, I honestly thought being there that I didn't think that those guys were using gyros, but because I was watching the racing and the cars and the lap times, but but I don't know. Um, it's Italy that's, that allows it, right? Yeah. Those Italians, I tell you, you got to watch us. <laughs> so, it's weird being asked stuff like that because I'm at the race, like, you know, we're covering the race, but I never really watch a car on the track. We're so focused on just watching, <laughs> you know, what we're doing or even the guys calling the race, they're so into you looking at the screen and what's going on in the video. The race gets done. They're like, wait, who won again? <laughs> you just, yeah. you're, you're really just doing a job and not focusing on who it is that's winning. You're just, you know, calling names and stats and stuff like that. So it's, it's weird. We probably know the least of what's going on versus anybody in the pits, even though we're the most ingrained in it. Yeah. You have the most technology and the most, probably the closest view but at the same time you're like I said you're doing a job trying to make sure everybody has that experience but right. part of that experience for them is that you don't get the experience <laughs> yeah like, like you said we have all the data there but nobody's sitting there just thinking about the data or analyzing the data it's you know if there's someone else that walked into the trailer they'd be like holy crap but you know there's a lot of stuff going on and they could, you know, really know what's going on if they're just sitting there and enjoying the race. But yeah, that's, you know, it's a, it's weird to explain, but it, it really is a totally different mindset. <laughs> Something funny, uh, that happened. I don't know if Brandon bumped into this or not, but, um, <laughs> we were uh, ready to, we were going to do a show, this was a couple months ago already, and uh, David Church started begging us to come on the show. Have you heard about this? I I heard about it. I I've uh, not had a chance to listen to it yet, but I've got the link in one of these days. I, I kind of keep forgetting about it, but I got to listen to that. So yeah, it was pretty funny because uh, you know I was telling these guys, I'm like, oh, I know what he's going to talk about, and, yeah, and. Uh, so so we did, and, and these guys are just, like, Kirby and Gotti are like, what in the hell is going on here? Because uh, he's talking about, you know, the whole the whole thing in Argentina and, and uh, how, you know, how he left there. And uh, it was, it, yeah, it was it was funny. Like, the, just him talking about it was really funny. And, <laughs> and uh, he, he had had, a, I would say, a couple drinks by then, right, Gotti, would you say? Oh yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> more than a couple, but it, yeah, it, it made for a, a, good, a great show, though. I loved it. Yeah, it was yeah. funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you'll have to check that out. And um, yeah, I mean, it's amazing how long ago that was already. 
And that oh, I know. really, uh, you know, talking to him about it, you know, that's really kind of what stuck out to me more than anything. It was just, I'm like, man, how long ago this was. And, uh, you know, that whole situation down there. And, um, I mean, you, the, you guys uh, basically got totally uh, kind of hosed down there. And, I mean, you were standing on a ladder probably half the half the time, right? Yeah, and then they yeah they made us pay for everything up front, even though it wasn't working. They made us pay for the time out there to try to fix it, and then they would just leave in the middle. They leave at five o'clock sharp. Uh, fixed or not, we'll we'll be back tomorrow. You can pay us more then, and everything is paid before it's fixed. Well, <laughs> it never really gets fixed, and if you don't yeah. give them the money, then you're in their country. They just take your stuff. So <laughs> wow, <laughs> it was. You know, we got a lot of, we have some, you know, cameras and stuff. They're not cheap. So we're just kind of going with the flow and, all right, like, here, here's your money. <laughs> and it's, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a couple guys there that were really, really cool and a couple that were just, uh, we kind of got screwed by. So, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but live and learn, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now that it's a few years past, it's, <laughs> it's a fun, funny experience to look back on but i was pretty stressed out at the time i came back with gray hair so wow that wasn't fun it it was a mess uh, from you know from that standpoint just getting the racers there and and uh, yeah you know everything else is very difficult and yep the product we were all bringing in and then you guys had all your stuff and then you know, yeah, it was it was nuts. How about this? Uh, uh, the I don't actually remember the name of this the thing off the top of my head, but the RC series thing that uh, a couple guys have been sharing around, and um, you know, there's a video about this. Uh, yeah, I'm sure the you're RCGP. kind of. Yeah, I'm sure you're kind of aware or involved, or I don't know, but yep. just. What's going on with that? We've been we've been working pretty close with them actually. So um, I think it's something that RC definitely needs. Um, It's tough because there's two ways of looking at it. There's the what RC needs to try to attract more fans. You know, just try to make it something that's more entertaining for people to follow or watch. And then what makes Mm -hmm. logical business sense for the manufacturers. So. You know, from a manufacturer's standpoint, sometimes you're better off sending guys out to these hole-in-the-wall races where you get you just dominate and win, and you create a lot of fans just by having your guys help out the local Joe Blow racer and completely lay the smack down, make your product look really good. But, you know, and that that pays dividends because you'll get a lot of people at that you know region starting to run the product. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't really try to grow it as a, a spectator thing or make some, make a series that people can follow. I think RC would be great if we could get some sort of series or, you know, championship over multiple races, just like every other type of professional racing has. I think that would kind of help bring it to the next level. But it's a lot of money for manufacturers to spend and stuff up front to 
you know, bring this out there, and it, you're not going to see an immediate return on it. It's going to take a year or two for that to develop and try to create some sort of market for it and attract some outside sponsors. Um, I hope people are on board with it. I hope the manufacturers really give it a shot. Um, you know, it's nothing I don't think that would make or break a manufacturer's, but I, I think it's something that's definitely worth um, giving a, a real good look into and trying to make something happen. What do you see is, you know, what are the, the events right now that are kind of going to be getting logged? Do you know any information about that and, you know, kind of what you kind of see going forward? Yes. So with with the RCGP, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the first year, there really not, there isn't a, a series, so to speak. It's all virtual. So they're take, they just selected a few of the biggest events, and they're putting together, you know, points championship with these teams that they, they kind of assign themselves. At some point, you just need to make something up or make something and try to show a working example of it. So, you know, for example, they have Team Associated USA, which is Cavalry and Rivkin, and then Team Associated Europe, which is Angaro and I think Neil Craig, or, uh, you know, and then uh, Australia or Asia, which is McBride and someone else. And then you've got TLR, which is Dakota and um, I forget who else is on there. I'm drawing a mind blank here. There's a lot of, you know, exactly what team is what. Um, but start putting together something kind of like what you'd see in some other series and show what it could be. And if that all works, then you actually go and make your own series out of it or join forces with these races, whatever whatever it takes, and try to make an actual series that people can follow, and you have one champ that's crowned over, you know, a series of different events. And that may be a really long-winded answer. Sorry. Um, no, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I get hard, it. It's hard to explain, but... Yeah, I, do, I, I mean, I, I get it for sure. But, you know, Is the whole there thing, a... Uh, go ahead. Um, so the premise is it's not really going to be a race that you're trying to get 600 people to. It's going to be a very elite group of people, just like you would see in Supercross or Formula One or IndyCar, NASCAR, whatever. These are the guys fighting it out for the championship, and it's more made for TV or made for spectator. You know, the world's changing. I don't think we need TV like we did. We don't need TV coverage like we did a couple years ago. Now we need... You, know, you can do it on online, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, all these different sources, whatever it may be, and get way more viewers than on TV. But something that people can sit down and watch for 90 minutes and then get on with their day, just like you watch Supercross or you know any other event for that matter. But trying to watch and follow along these events that are six days long or four days long, it's, it's tough. You just kind of tune... You, you log in, you log out, you check how it's going, and maybe you log in for the main if you're really a big fan. But it's not something that people can follow a storyline from race to race and see a champion evolve throughout the season. I think that's something that RC is lacking right now. Is there a uh, a certain race or world that that you thought went really well, like for you guys, Some a race that's like your, I don't know, like your example of, you know, I'm, I wish everyone went like this type of thing or, you know. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot that have gone really, really good. I mean, 
you know, Thailand Worlds in 2010 was completely flawless from a, you know, broadcast standpoint. We have really solid internet, and that's always the, the Achilles heel is, you know, so many of these races are just not in good places with the internet, or we choose to attend a race where we know the internet's not going to be good, and in hindsight, that's probably a bad idea. We should be a little more selective of it, but, I, you know, I believe something is better than nothing, but it's uh, sometimes backfires, too. Um, but, yeah, the 2010 went great. Obviously, Argentina didn't go so good. Um, 2014 was, uh, where was that? Where Italy? That one went really well. There was a couple of hiccups where they didn't have the Internet installed in time when we got there, and there was a bunch of, there's a lot of issues beforehand just getting into the country and whatnot. But once the qualifying got underway, it was smooth sailing from there. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Vegas went really well overall. Um, you know, there's There's been a lot that have gone very well, um, some that have not gone so well, but unfortunately the ones everybody remembers are the ones that, you know, have issues, so. Um, of course. It's like, but that's like the uh, name of the game. I know what I always think about that is when, you, when I'm flying to a race and the airline always says, uh, you know, we're going to be getting in 30 minutes early, so make sure to tell your friends because we know you only tell them when we're late or something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Jason, can I have some fries? Uh, I, I guess. Say no. Right. Tell them no. Have, How about, have some of your nuggets there. I see you, I see you, you have some left, Brandon. Can I have some of those? Nope. You got your six bags I, that you're taking home with you. I didn't. I didn't like this cartoon yeah. too much. It wasn't that great. Yeah, he ordered like six things, three to bring home. Okay. Hala- Who gets jalapeno poppers to go? Well, I've I've made a few, but I gotta keep. I gotta make this last, Jason. Come on, I got all the cash that you have. Yeah. <clears throat> So, Brandon, what what went on over at Live RC recently? I mean, I know there's a lot of controversy going on and some kind of scandalous thing, and I had no idea. Ah. <laughs> I had no, I had no idea this uh, this thing even existed. Uh, this uh, Dead RC, I think it was called. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I was waiting for this question. You got to save it for the end, right? That's what everyone wants to hear. And, yeah, I mean, and I don't keep know. Keep everybody you know. tuned in till the very end of the podcast for it. Yeah, I get it. Good thinking. Yeah. Um. Uh, it was interesting. Um, you know, in, I, I'm not going to really name names. I think that's been pretty well documented what's there, but there's no need for me to, you know, really bring up names. But unfortunately, there was this uh, site that was, or Facebook page, kind of like Shred RC, but it got way, way more personal against people, making very personal attacks on... Huh you know, things that people can't necessarily control themselves or, you know, picking on, you know, younger kids, stuff like that. It just really personal attacks in a lot of this, and it went over the line. And I was sitting there talking to one of my racing buddies here, and we're just, we're fed up with it because a couple of the posts that we saw were just terrible or, you know, bad, not called for. Right. And everybody that saw it, you know, it was like a train wreck. You, you kind of got to look at the page to see what's there, but you hate seeing what's on it at the same time, so everybody hated the page but still looked at it. Hmm. 
so decided we try to figure out who it is. Um, you know, luckily with Live RC, we have pretty much everyone in the industry has an account of some sort. You know, not necessarily paid, but just a free account. So we're able to get that person on the site and I guess I don't want to give away the secrets on how we exactly did it, but yeah. we're able to track that person's IP. I thought it was one person completely different. I really had a good idea of who we were going to be catching. Yeah, you thought it was me. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't want to say that on air, but I really thought we'd be calling you and be able to buy Rip Podcasts like we talked about a couple of years ago, but pennies on the dollar now. <laughs> lo and behold it was uh one of our own guys and hmm. completely caught me off guard I, yeah. first thing i saw was the city and state I'm like oh no don't tell me and then look in and you know trace it a little more and uh, yep that, that's it so yeah you know unfortunately it was a couple hours spent of kind of preparing things and then making that painful call from to you know, someone that I've worked with a long time was, yeah. you know, got along good with, you know, friends for a long time for way before the live RC stuff started and had to, you know, yeah. tell them we were moving on. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's unfortunate, but there's not much choice you're left with after something like that, especially when you know, that's somebody that's supposed to be writing about these drivers and interviewing these drivers. That's, you know, the job with live RC is you're interacting with these drivers. And if you're the guy that's guy or girl, uh, that is making these really bad comments, you, you're not going to have any respect after that. Nobody's going to talk to you. And, um, right. we had to kind of get out in front of it and, take a decisive action before people found out who it was and then we look like the bad guys for not taking action on it um but you know there's always a silver lining um we had been talking about bringing mike on full-time mike garrison for quite a while and actually we were planning on doing that by the end of june we had kind of a timeline where he's working up on hours so that bumped that up ahead of schedule and he started you know the, the very next day he was on full-time and Tyler Hooks has been working with us now, kind of filling in some of what Mike, what used to be Mike's part-time hours. And we've got, you know, soon we'll probably have another opening here. Um, oh, yeah, maybe about the apply so, for know, that. On to hmm. bigger and better things. How about that, Jason? Uh, there's an opening at Live RC. I might be able to apply. There you go. Yeah, I was really disappointed when you hired, I was really disappointed when you hired Garrison, actually, because uh, we were planning on bringing him in here at the Radio Impound Podcast Towers here. But all I was able to give him was a bag of penis and a few lottery tickets. So, it, you know, so obviously he just went to you. Yeah, you so still I, call him in. Well, yeah, but, uh, you know. You never know what those lottery tickets, though, would amount to. That's exactly what I was trying to explain to Mike. I said, look, you could scratch one of these things off, and, you know, you could be set for life. I got him those, uh, you know, you could win $1,000 a week for life, $5,000 a week for life. I got a few of those. I said, here, this is my offer. God, well, he didn't take it. And he turned it down, huh? Turned it down. I still have them here, though. They're unscratched, Mike. So if you, uh, you know, we could talk. We could talk. Well, I don't quite have the vocal acoustics as Mike Garrison, but, you know, I might work for a few unscratched lottery tickets. 
Oh, okay. Oh, I, could, I could use more work right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't want to talk. <laughs> I was going to pull up some of our other questions, but as far as the segments you, you have right now, Brandon, do you want to go over kind of what your weekly, it's kind of like a schedule in a way, uh, you know, what it is now and, and um, you know, obviously you got, you kind of have something on Tuesdays and, you know, you got a name for them and you want to go over kind of what the live RC schedule is in terms of the kind of updated content. Sure. In, in, in terms of just like what, what we do in the average week, you mean? Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, it's on the news side of it. That's honestly pretty self-sufficient. Um, you know, it used to be, um, Mike and another person. Now it is Mike and Tyler. So first thing in the morning, we all have Skype and, you know, hey, good morning, check in, and just kind of take turns on who's watching the press box, posting press releases, and then we have the every day there's an original piece. You know, Monday we have one special piece, Tuesday is another, Wednesday is another, and so on. So kind of rotate back and forth on that, on who's writing what piece each day, and then the other one takes news. Um then Mike does a lot of the product reviews, shoots some of the videos, so he does that typically on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. And that that's pretty self-sufficient. I'm relatively hands-off on a lot of that stuff. In terms of the development, um, we've got you know, a project management system that just logs everything that we do, and we get the request in and try to prioritize it and you know keep up with requests from tracks, special features, special builds for tracks in live time, and different series, you know, some of the drone stuff or motocross stuff, whatever it may be. Um, and then set a timeline. We usually try to put out a new version of live time every two weeks. Sometimes it's a little more, sometimes a little less. Um, but usually on Tuesdays, that way if, um, if there is an issue, it's we usually catch it or solve it by the weekend. Luckily, there's uh, Corey's pretty awesome. We don't have many of those. Um, now with Live RC stuff, that part was, kind of a giant um, ball of yarn for me because some days I could go on a you know weekend coding spree and get a lot done and then there could be two weeks where I just don't have time to do anything with it it's just planning the next trip or getting some of the you know broadcast hardware ready that's really all over the place now that we've got Ben on board he's really focusing on the coding and I can focus more on just the business development side of things and try to you know, work on what we're going to do next and start developing strategies. And it's really helped in, in all aspects that we're just a lot more focused, a lot more organized instead of trying to do 50, 15 jobs at one time. Mm-hmm. These, uh, the daily pieces that you do, um, do you want to name them off and kind of give an idea of you know, maybe for people sure. that don't know or whatever? Um, so Monday morning, there's always a poll, which is, you know, some sort of poll question for people. What's your, you know, what kind of off-road track would you like to see for the world? Bumpy, blue groove, sugar, you know, something like that. And then that's got a week to get responses. And then below that, we show the results and stuff from the previous week. And it's usually something relevant, something that has to do with, you know, an upcoming race or who do you think is going to win this race, things like that. Um, Tuesday is always the 
Talk It Up Tuesdays. So we do an interview with someone in the in the industry. So whether it's a driver or uh, you know person of interest, whatever it is, that's on Tuesdays. Wednesday is um, the moment with Mike. So that's Mike's editorial kind of freelance piece. Whatever he wants to talk about, it's an opinion piece. He can really say whatever he wants. It's not edited. It's you know that's his opinion and you know that that's that's his chance to kind of just vent or just talk about topics that interest him in the industry uh, Thursday is testimonial so we usually post a, a review some sort of product review or you know things like that on Thursdays and fr- uh, Fridays flashback Friday which is typically if there's you know nationals coming up or this weekend is manufacturers coming up so we'll revisit some of the past manufacturers cup races and you know talk about those and or if there's no big race, just find something cool that happened way back and bring it up. And I think you guys do something pretty similar to that on Thursdays. I think people really dig a lot of the the old school stuff, which is neat. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing how many people we have, I guess, in RC that have just been around a long time. So, mm-hmm. uh, And even if people don't race anymore, but they're still paying attention, they seem to react to that type of stuff. Yeah. I find it quite depressing because I'm starting to realize I was around for a lot of these flashback things. Like, I remember mm-hmm. these things happening. It, it reminds me of how old I am. I've been doing this 25 years now. Man. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's a big thing. Hey, uh, Charlie Swanka asks, what's your favorite after hours event story? Most can't be told, I'm sure. Oh, man. Um, you have one that you could tell? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, the fun ones are the ones you don't really talk about. Um, exactly. Yeah, there's a couple fun stories, but it's usually there's usually alcohol involved or, you know, bars or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, there's a lot of fun stories, but... What happens at the RC races stays at the RC races. There so, you go. Yeah. I guess if you want to find out, you just got to come to a race. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The one thing I have noticed, though, is the older I get, the less of those stories I have. <laughs> yes. And the better the old ones become. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. Anybody that comes up with a story now, you're like, oh, whatever. We used to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Way better stuff happened in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or 2000s, whatever. <laughs> yeah, 2000, early 2000s. Yeah. Hmm. So what's uh, what's next for, uh, for you? What events do you guys have coming up and stuff you want to promote? Sure. Um, well, Bob is, they say, Thursday. Yeah. So Bob flies out tomorrow for Manufacturers Cup at A Main. So we'll be covering that. That'll be you know one camera, so it's not the full full crew coverage, but it'll have full moving cameras and stuff. So it'll be good there, and they've always got decent internet at A Main. Go figure. Um, yeah. So that'll be a good one. Then we've really got a week off after that, and or the weekend off, and then Monday we leave for nationals down in Florida. Uh, that one I'm really really looking forward to that race um 
It's We've got a lot of support from the cities. We've got a, a huge crew going down. This will be one of our, our bigger crew events. And um, it's completely free. We'll have it on Facebook, YouTube, you know, all the different channels. The city has really stepped up and helped the track and, you know, helped with the sponsorship and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be – it should be good. Uh so we've got a lot of new stuff that we've done, just you know, just equipment-wise, hardware-wise, that makes our job easier with set up and tear down, and really lets us add a lot more cameras and things like that out there. The split times, so it makes it a lot more fun when we don't have to, you know, when we can set up and tear down quicker because then we can actually put more stuff out there, and that part I'm looking forward to quite a bit as well. So love a lot of cameras at that, at that track. I'll be watching from um, home, bro. And then uh, how about as you move along, what's in next in the year and then kind of towards the end, uh, are you guys going to be involved in the world and how do you see that going? So, yeah, there's three worlds coming up. There's the one in Florida for the 200-millimeter nitrous sedan. Um, so that one we will, will be at. The world in South Africa, we're working on that one right now. Um, that's an expensive one to go to. Um, but we've been working with the track owner there quite a bit and really hoping to make that work. It's That one is just, you know, comes down to cost and price on all of that. And then the Worlds in Australia, um, the track there works real close with a, a guy that runs a broadcast thing for a lot of dragsters or drag racing and music events, things like that. So I think they're going to be doing some of the broadcasting the cost for us to go down there, if we were to send a crew of six guys for the length that the world's is, it was just astronomical. So mm-hmm. we're working with them. We're doing, we're supplying a lot of the graphics, and we'll be involved to a certain extent. With they're using live time for the scoring system. Um, you know, we're still working out a few details, but I don't think it's financially feasible to send the entire crew down there. Um, you know, it's just the the nature of the the industry right now it's it's tough to get you know sponsor dollars on for that amount of money to go across the world for that length of time it, it's mm-hmm. a lot of money and that's why you see so many teams are sending like two guys or three guys instead of sending eight or nine guys like you normally see at a world's i think it's great mm-hmm. that it's in australia i think it's going to be an awesome event it's just unfortunate how expensive it is you know to, to get there so um, we'll definitely be doing what we can to be involved, but probably do a little lesser extent than the normal. Look, if you're asking me to pay yeah, for this bill, uh, it's not going to happen. This, this bill here at the diner. Oh, man. So that's I what you're trying to get to at. jump in there. I, th- I think you're trying to get at that. That's not going to happen here. Yep. I, Seven, you know, I thought because you got free dinner tonight, and you were kind of budgeting, and <laughs> maybe uh, so that's I'm not a, for the Jesus. world's presented by RIP. Oh Jesus! <laughs> let me check my uh, let me check the donations I got here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not gonna happen. It won't get me thirty four yeah. feet away from my house. The amount of money I'm getting. All right. Well, <laughs> what else you got there, Jason? Yeah, just uh, you know, kind of going into and then so after the world's. Uh, no picking back up anything you you can think of, Brandon. That's kind of exciting for next year. Things you're looking forward to there. 
Um, you know, be interesting to see how the RCGP stuff goes. I'm, you know, it, it's a uh, it's a big undertaking, but I'm you know looking forward to seeing if something like it, you know if that can take off. And definitely, we plan on being a part of that in any way, shape, or form that we can. Um, and yeah, really, I think this expanding into a lot of other you know sports and hopefully getting some cross promotion too if we can what was kind of unique is we've made a lot of good connections in these other industries and it's it's not it, everything is about who you know and the more and more we do this the more and more that really proves itself true so i think there's some opportunities where we could start putting on a couple of races or move a race to be in front of a lot of people and coincide with a a big dirt oval race or a motocross race or something like that. Opportunities are there where it's really not going to cost money. These places are looking for more entertainment value for the fans. Mm-hmm. So if there's something we can do to just take a race that already exists and move it there or just, you know, make a new race and put it there, there's, I think that would be pretty neat. Um, so I think we can help bridge or help make some of that happen. I'm not really in the race promotion business, but, you know, in terms of getting the right people connected to put something on like that, I think we could definitely help make some things happen. Uh, So I think that's, we're getting closer and closer to that kind of thing. And as we branch into other motorsports, there's some of the other ones definitely have a little bit bigger funding or bigger budget. So that's all going to trickle down. And if, we keep expanding the broadcast stuff, then we'll, it'll give us that much more tools and goodies to work with for the RC races. So that's kind of neat too. That's look forward to a lot of that. Kind of reminds me of a story. I mean, this happened a long time ago uh, to me. Um, and, uh, I got this, I got this call from somebody first at the call, I believe went to Larry Genova somehow. And then he told them to call me. And it was a guy from, Daytona Speedway that was like essentially like hey you know you know I, I heard you guys do RC races and we want to have an RC race at Daytona Speedway and I'm like okay well you know what did you have in mind and and uh, the guy's like well he's like you know if you could come meet us over here I can kind of show you so I drove over to Daytona I think with Allison and, and Tim Davis maybe and so the guy brings us to the infield down there and you know one of their offices there in the infield and he's like yeah during the whatever you know at the time it was you know or in the old days it was called the firecracker 400 I don't know what it's called now coke zero or something it's it's the race during July and he's like yeah we we can um you know Essentially, what he wanted to do is he wanted to have a race because he felt like if he could bring in um, another event into uh, uh, during the race, that that would be more fans they could put into the seats. So they're like, all right, so not only do you have the, you know, you know, just say that you could get four or five hundred entries to the race, whatever that is, a couple hundred racers plus the family, you know. You know, you and you, you know, the guy's thinking, all right, well, you know, we can go through this work and then we can sell more tickets to get, you know, to sure. to the to the NASCAR race. 
and you know, we're just like, I'm just sitting in this guy's office and I'm like, well, he's like, well, what's all involved in building this uh, RC track? I'm like, well, you got to have the track, which is the most important. And you got to have a driver stand. And the guy's just like, okay, we can build the track. Um, okay. You know, I guess we could do a driver stand. How much do you think is this going to cost? I'm like, I don't know, 50 or 60,000. You know, the guy's just like, well, we could, well, we could probably do that. You know, he's like, well, how many people do you think we're going to get? And I'm just thinking, I'm like, are you serious? And, um, (laughs) so, so I'm like, well, where do you think we can put this track? And he's showing me on the map, you know, cause this place is huge. I mean, I'm sure Brand, I don't know if Brand's been there for Supercross or not, but, uh, and he's like, well, I was thinking we could put it over here. And, it, you know, it's, this is like in the back, you know, all the way in the back. I'm like, nah, that's not going to work. I'm like, we got to be up front. <laughs> so, so the guy's like, you know, he's like showing us, you know, he's like putting his hands on the map. He's like, um, how about over here? And then I like, I just put all the way to the front. I'm like, no, we want to be right here. <laughs> and it's like, you know, where the Dale Earnhardt Jr. trailer is or Dale Earnhardt trailer or whatever. He's like, oh, that's where all of our, you know, vendors. I'm like, yeah, that's where we want to be. He's like, well, <laughs> we we might be able to make that happen. And I'm just thinking, I love. so I started telling him, like, look, I'm like, you know, I'm like, this would be awesome. I'm like, but what you have to remember is, is, like, first of all, you're going to spend all the time building this stuff. We're in July in Florida, which the weather is going to be brutal. It can rain at any moment. And people want to race. You know, if they're going to come here to race RC cars, I'm like, you know, sure, the NASCAR stuff is cool and everything else, but they want to race. And if it's raining and you can't do anything, I'm like, you're going to have to work on the track again and rebuild it. I'm like, these are all the things that you have to think about. Like, you just can't throw something up, get 500 entries, and then they're going to buy tickets to the the NASCAR thing. And I'm just, you know... It was a really cool situation, but I almost kind of talked the guy out of it because it was like, like, you don't really know what kind of nightmare you could be getting into here. I'm like, I said, then you, you know, you build this track, you know, up front. I forget what they call it, um, you know, in their, in the real high traffic area. I said, then it starts raining. I'm like, it's going to be dirty and muddy. And I'm like, man, I don't want to you know, see this, um, you know, be a disaster here either. I'm like, I want it to be, actually, I want it to work. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, just as far as like the contacts and stuff you're talking about and people, and it kind of reminded me of that story of just, um, you know, knowing the right people and the guys, you know, basically sitting there and the guys, you know, I'm just talking to them. I'm like, yeah, we want to be up front during, you know, the Coke Zero 500. I want to be next, you know, and the guy's just kind of like, you know, I'm pretty much considering making it happen. You know, if he could put more people in the seats and justify it back. Because um, I want to say that he was explaining to us, too, that maybe this was something that you were telling me once, too, that if, the, you know, the stands don't have X amount of people, then they that's not good for TV and it's not doesn't meet all the requirements for their sponsors right. and it ends up costing them a ton of money uh, because it's not what essentially they signed up for. And, yeah. you know, 
these guys are thinking of ways to spend money to eliminate having to pay back or, uh, you know, they don't fulfill their requirements. So essentially they're, they're trying to think of ways to put things together that, uh, that do cost money, but nowhere near as much as it would cost if they had to, you know, the, the opposite situation happened. So anyway, it was, it was an interesting thing. And I mean, we're talking about like 2009, maybe, I mean, a long time ago already, um, you know, they were thinking about some of these things. But there is a way to make all that stuff work, uh, I think, down the road. And, you know, with the contacts you're making and things, you know, it, the, there is some things I think that could work. But, like you said, it does have to fall into play. Yeah. And you, you need to almost build it just like another event where you know, the RC track might be there, you know, the, the race going on a couple of days before everyone else gets there. Cause you know, I, I wish races were shorter, but at the same time, that's, you know, the me talking as media that, you know, these events get really long, but back when I yeah. was a racer, I wanted to practice time and this was my vacation. You know, if I'm going to a race, I'm taking four or five days off of work. I want to go there and just have a good time. And I don't want to, you know, drive halfway across the country be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then drive all the way back. You know, it's just that's. I think it's a different yeah. mindset when you are doing it as a job, as a professional racer, where someone else is paying your bills versus you're the guy going there just to have a good time, and this is your vacation. You you want to make it a, you know, a little bit longer stay. So yeah, I agree. You you go there because you want to drive your cars. That's the whole idea, and uh, and you you want to. Um, it's your practice time and some vacation time and chilling out with everybody and yeah you don't want to just be blown out of there and you're done in like two hours and you're like all right well that was right. fun <laughs> yeah i think that's part of the appeal of the nitro challenge is you know as a, a pro driver or you know media working the event it is long and miserable days but as mm-hmm. you know, the average racer paying your own way like it's a festival. You're there. You camp out. You're, you know, you're cooking burgers. You're hanging out with your buddies. You race a couple times a day, but the rest of the time you're just chilling out, wrenching on your car, having a good time, and away from work. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's I kind of you know, it's two different mindsets going into it, and I kind of miss the <laughs> being the racer part of it too. Yeah, exactly. Enjoying that side of it. I don't know if there's anything uh, else you want to bring up, Brandon, or give a shout-out to your stuff and how people can kind of, you know, get involved with Live RC and Live Time, or, uh, you know, you want to kind of wrap it up from your side? Sure. Well, if your track doesn't have Live Time, check us out, livetimescoring.com. We've got fanatical support. Um, It's, I think, the new standard for what tracks are running for scoring systems so we'd certainly love to have you guys give it a shot um live rc you can everything is free to put on live rc all your races stuff like that and a lot of cool things in the the works you know there's, there's always stuff in the works but now we're kind of coming full circle and a lot of it's gonna start coming together on the live rc side of it where the last two years we've had massive changes on the lifetime side so um I'm excited about that, and 
looking forward to Roar Nationals, so make sure you tune in to LiveRC.com in was it three weeks or two weeks, and it should be some pretty cool coverage. And if you want to, uh, on the live time, I mean, how? I'm sure you have an, a, an exa- a, I don't know, approximate, but how many people you think are using live time now in, in the industry? I mean, do you think it's a 50% thing, 80% thing? Um, we did some numbers uh, about a, two months ago, and we're about 85 to 86% right now. So it, it's a pretty good pretty good number um yeah and we're still getting track switching over all the time really our one of our our proud things right now is since we've started we have not had a track switch back you know after they've they bought our system we haven't had anybody switch back so i think that speaks volumes for itself right there Mhm. yeah i mean obviously when i we do races and um there's a lot of stuff that you know we wish we could do with our series and and everything um but but it is difficult when you run at the different tracks and but i mean people do like lifetime i mean uh, we see it everywhere we go and i mean that's what i would have guessed you know around 80 80 plus percent uh mm-hmm. that's probably what i would have guessed and it looks like the best one like- to me some of the holdout tracks, it's, you know, price is sometimes a factor. Um, you know, with anything, mm-hmm. live time isn't free. It's not expensive by any means, but some tracks are, you know, very low budget or in a backyard. And if they have something they paid for four years ago that's working, and, you know, I, I get it. Um, certainly mm-hmm. love to have you have them give it a shot. You know, we'll, we'll extend a demo, try it for an extended period of time, and, uh, I, you know, I feel really mm-hmm. confident that you'll see the value in what you're paying for. It's 30 bucks a month. It's not by any means expensive. Um, so, I, you know, I think eventually we'll get there, but we still have tracks switching over every week. And, uh, yeah, so in time. But once we really start getting all the global stuff, then it's, I think that's going to be pretty cool where you can track results across tracks and, you're going to be able to compete with people in you know, these fun competitions and award or uh, uh, gamer tags or uh, what do you call it badges and stuff. And that's going to bring a whole nother element to it. That's going to be really fun. Well, that, that, that all sounds exciting, man. It almost makes me want to race just to get achievements and trophies. Let me tell you badges. What do you call them? Badges. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You got to create one for me an achievement where you go the wrong way on a track and you hit somebody. Be, I can do that. That'd be the guy Race director will have to sign off on it. Yeah. Or just something funny. Create it and, you know, put my name next to it. That'd be yeah. great. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> oh, look at look, look, look at these people who are giving us dirty looks because we're sitting over here recording and uh, we've been taking this. They, they need seating in here and we've been taking this up for over an hour now. It's crazy. And we've been finished with the food. Looks like Brandon didn't really enjoy the chicken nuggets. We still got some left. Uh, Jason destroyed that burger. Holy Jesus, God, Jason! Look at him. Yeah, he's a, he's a mess. He's got What's ketchup. On, you got ketchup all over your face, Jason. Clean yourself up. God. <laughs> How are you supposed to know I enjoyed it? <laughs> I guess so. Lucky you made that bib. Look at it. you got stuff all over the bib. Oh my God. All right. Yeah, uh, good thing they have you know that lobster bib. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, look, here comes the bill. Here comes the bill. Yeah. Thanks, Jason. Yeah, hand that over. Yeah, yeah. She's handing Brandon the bill. <laughs> here goes Brandon. Look at him. <laughs> He's leaving. He's leaving. Jason, don't leave, Jason. Uh, Jason, sit down. All right. Brandon's gone. But he didn't really eat all of it either, so take some of that stuff home with us. Yeah. <laughs> His chicken nuggets. Should yeah, we take didn't... the ketchup? He wasn't taking any chances with that, you know, in case you didn't pay. He just he just bolted for the door. My God, I think he knocked over that old lady on his way out. <laughs> My God. One way or another. Right, Jason, you need some more napkins here. There you go. Man, so what are you? So where are you going? You're going this weekend to the to the Bigfoot uh, to the uh, Bigfoot. What's it called? Open house. Open house. Bigfoot open house this weekend. You're going there, and then you have the nationals. Is the nationals are next week, right? Well, I think there's a, a week in between. Okay. All right. So. Yeah. So you got some time before the nationals, but uh, oh, have fun at that Bigfoot. Uh, Oh my gosh! Look at you over there, Jesus! Can't take you out anywhere. Uh, yeah, have a good time out there. Gonna be good. I mean, uh, the guys, oh, Fred and Rich. <laughs> I got, I got Fred tuna. and Rich. I got tuna all over my pants. All right. Tuna. Yeah, I guess I, that that katuna, katuna was not that good. So uh, you got Rich going, and who else is going to that? Well, Fred, Fred and Rich drove straight from Digger's Dungeon to, to Missouri for the open house. Mm-hmm. So they're actually there now. Uh, they're uh, kind of had some boxes shipped in. Fred's kind of going through the stuff. Rich is working on videos and photos from the race at Digger's, uh, kind of working out of the hotel. And Fred was helping Bigfoot guys a little and then got some of our boxes and going to help get our some of our display stuff set up and uh i think tomorrow we'll be able to set up our tent and kind of our display and look kind of cool you're gonna pitch your tent exactly that'd be cool that sounds like a good time yeah i mean it's yeah i mean what's funny is that they just posted today that uh, you know not only are they doing classic monster truck races with Mm -hmm. uh what they would call like a stage one truck so um, trucks that were like leaf spring suspension, they're they're going to have seven of those trucks there, and they built a course where they're going to race the you know the old the old type of trucks. You know they're going to start, go over a set of cars, go in between another set of cars to the finish line, and they're going to do that at the open house. It's all uh, free; people can come there and watch. And it's going to be really cool. People are excited about seeing the old school trucks run. And then uh, they got an RC race going on there, which, you know, we're going to be displaying and racing in. Uh, they have all the Bigfoot trucks are going to be tired up and on display. And they have uh, some of uh, one of the old uh, had the Bigfoot fast tracks, which was the tank. They sold that a few years ago, and the guy that bought it uh, kind of worked on it, restored it. That's going to be there. And uh, they have a 
what else was there? They got a lot of vendors there. All right, well that sounds that sounds pretty cool. You got a lot on your plate. Um, yeah, and then they got another thing they just posted today is they have a. I've never even heard of this till today. Mm-hmm. Country rap artist Demon Jones uh, is going to be shooting a, a music video while oh. the open house is going on. <laughs> wow. I wonder if you're going to be involved with uh, what was his name? I don't think so. <laughs> What's his name? Demon Jones. Yeah, it's D E M U N. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Demon, Dem- yeah. demon. I don't know how. Never heard of him. Country rapper. Wow. I me, didn't know there was such a thing. Me, me. You know what? Me either. But I looked it up on YouTube. Uh huh. And I was really. I was kind of surprised. What were you? That it's actually pretty good stuff. Like this guy's pretty legit. Huh. Uh, the vi- the videos that are on YouTube. I mean, this isn't just some some joke. You know, this guy is actually like um, when you look at the videos on YouTube, they're good. They're well made videos, and the songs are, you know, for what it is. Yeah. It, you know the 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 genre. It's good. Okay. So. I'm actually kind of interested to see, you know, see what happens with it. Yeah, I might have a you good know, time. Got, there's a hundred, got a hundred thousand likes on Facebook. Um, you know, the videos got like you know several million views on YouTube. Good lord. And yeah, I mean, this it's obviously it's not just some. And when you listen to the music, it's pretty good. It's not a fly-by-night rapper. Yeah, I mean, obviously you can. I mean, it looks like to me that it's going to be should be cool to see. They're going to, you know, what I kind of envision is, you know, they're going to. He's going to be standing. You know, you're going to film some some background footage, and you know, maybe having him sing. I don't know how they film videos, but it's probably lip sync, obviously, and and um, you know, you can sit around, stand around, you got some action behind you, and, you know, he could sit in the Bigfoot truck or something, and, you know, there's always, uh, it'll look cool. Yeah, yeah, good. All right, what do we got? Tonight we got the NBA Finals coming on at 9 o'clock. This is Golden State versus uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's in Golden State. Uh, Jason, your prediction on the series? Well... Uh, Golden State's going to win. In how many? Five to six. I'm going... Five to six games. Okay. Uh, Boy, I want LeBron to win. But this is really a tough task. It's really tough. I think um, now is this what format is this two, which we never got into, and two, we're not going to get two. into it now because I have to bail. But it's two, I get it. it's two two three, I think. So no, 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 well, no. That's that my means. format. I want two two. Three. No, no, no. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's two two one one one. Right. You know what? I'm going to say. I gotta go. I'll, I'll go against you. I'll go. I'll go. Cleveland in six. 
Wow, okay. It's a tough task, but uh, I'm going to say they win it in Cleveland game six. Just to make it fun. I tell you what, Just to make it if, fun. If, LeBr- if the Cavaliers win this series, mm-hmm. it's going to uh, catapult LeBron into a definitely another level. Yeah. He, he will be uh, definitely in that Jordan uh, yeah. level. Oh, Jordan? Yeah, there he is. Yeah, uh, please. Come on. You mean Scotty <laughs> Pippen level. <laughs> All right. On that note, enjoy the game. It's going to be a tough series for LeBron and Akazva. I wish them the best of luck. I'd like to see them win. It's a tall task, but uh, hopefully so they can I. get it done. So that's it. Radio Impound Podcast. we got to get out of here because uh, I think they're trying to kick us out of this diner. Um, we thank Brandon for being on the show. I wish he would have stuck around. He got scared when the bill arrived and just bolted, but... Hey, whatever. We said Jason was going to pay. You're going to pay, right, Jason? You're paying? I mean, you're not going to stick me with my, you know, you're going to pay. You're not going to stick me with this. Yeah, it is strange. All right. We thank you for joining us on this uh, special edition of the Radio Impound Podcast. Live from a diner in an undisclosed location. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed Brandon on our show. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Check out LiveRC.com. A lot of cool stuff happening there, man. I'm excited about it myself. I'm going to check it out and see how all this new stuff works. And the badges and the achievements, man, it makes me like, man, I wish I was racing out there because that would be kind of cool to do because I love that stuff in video games. It just makes a game. You could do it at Norm. You could do it from Norm's. <laughs> right. Well, I had to get him to get live RC, but lifetime, whatever. Lifetime. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, something that if I had a track, I would definitely want that in there and um, as a racer, I think that's totally awesome. Uh, achievements are great in video games. They're fun to see how you compare against your friend and stuff. Uh, you, you can look all of that on a screen, you know, on a PS4. You can see what your friends are doing in a game, and it just makes it more fun and interactive and stuff. So I think it's a good thing for RC and what those guys are doing. And, uh, man, listen to Brandon talk about all this stuff. It's amazing what those guys do. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, it just seems like a ton of work. And, oh, you know, it is. And it's just crazy. And kudos to those guys. They're doing a hell of a job. So, best of luck to them with all these races coming up and so forth. So, hopefully, there's no problems. But, really cool. Show your support for those guys. And uh, show your support for J Concepts. Head over to jconcepts.net. Tell your hobby shop to get the J Concepts gear in there. Jason's always running around at these races, supporting you guys and helping you guys out with the product. Uh, that's that's the that's most right. important. That's the most important thing. It's, you know, support the product. And Jason is running around like crazy, doing it. And he's always available. If you have a problem or need help with something, Jason's just a message away. Or if you're out of track and you see him, don't be afraid to approach him and ask away. And tell him you like the Radio Impound Podcast. Tell him you love it. You love it. You want more of it. More. Better. No, no better. weeks off. No weeks off. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, check us out. Check been, us out we've been, on... We've been killing it lately. We have been. We're stepping our game up. I got new motivation. Like I'm excited. I, I like it. Yeah. Check us out on Anchor. Anchor app. I've also applied... Uh, a lot of you guys requested me to get it up on iTunes and stuff, so I I did all the things I had to do for all the different outlets. So we're just waiting for approval. So when we, when we do record an anchor, 
you'll be able to listen it to listen to it on the Anchor app. You can go on there and listen and give us applause. You can applaud the episode, and then I get a notification on my phone. So if you're listening to uh, you know the the Ripcast at the Ripcast drive-through on the Anchor app at three in the morning, and you applaud it, I get a notification on my phone and it wakes me up. What you know? There you, you go. look and you go, cool. Yeah. So you can wake me up. So do that. That's what I like about that. And then I had a couple of listeners send me voice messages through the Anchor app. You can you can uh, send a voice message message through the episode. And you know I had a couple of guys thank me for it on there. So it was really cool, and I responded to them with a voice message. So it was really awesome. I like some of the features of the Anchor app. Now I know there's some complaints from listeners that you can't do certain things like fast forward, reverse with fine tuning. You only know, could do 15 seconds forward and back, and it doesn't pick up where you left off. But uh, Anchor has been notified about that by multiple people, and uh, supposedly they're working on it. They sent me a message back saying that that will be resolved in the future. So hang in nice. there, guys. But it also, those ripcast drive-thrus will be available on other outlets soon. So we're looking forward to that. And also check out our YouTube page, Radio Impound Podcast. We've got a new redesign. Did you see that, Jason, how I redesigned it? I like it. We got uh, So now you can it looks listen. good. Yeah, you can listen to the podcast on YouTube. Jason likes to listen to it that way while he works, puts it up on his PC, mm-hmm. and has it in the background. So what we did is we created a nice little, nice little page to look at, and it has the voice, you know, the the uh, I don't know what you call that, the voice going through the meter, or whatever. Uh, you can see us as we talk, you know, the voice going through, and it has a cool little logo and stuff. So I redesigned it so you're not just staring at a rip logo. So pretty cool. And, you're uh, the man! That's it, yeah. I am the man. And I am out of here, and Jason's paying for this dinner. Thank you very much. I got my leftovers. I'm taking it home. And uh, it's going to be... Uh, you're welcome. It's going to be a good couple days. I'm going to be able to eat something besides ramen. So appreciate it, bro. No problem. All right. We are out of here. We'll see you guys. See you.